wrestling fan. Episode 3 of the Sod Wrestling Fan Podcast. So, Monday Night Raw, did they do much? Did they do uh, anything, really, to try to cover up and make amends for that bad pay-per-view, which was over the limit? No. And the one thing, even though this show is obviously called the Sod Wrestling Fan Podcast, one thing I don't want to do is have this show, you know, come out as all negative and... One thing that I didn't want this show to be was one of those, uh, you know, like one of these fucking wrestling marks that are on the likes of YouTube and shit that just bitch and complain and moan about wrestling, even though they all fucking watch it every single week. You know, they're on the same boat as us, on the same boat as myself, should I say, but Monday Night Raw, ugh. It sucked as well, unfortunately. Um, there wasn't a lot going on in terms of matches as well, you know. It started off with a John Cena promo where he came out, uh, wanting to know why Big Show, why, and, oh, Big Show came out and tried to his best to explain why he betrayed John Cena and shit, and it turns out that Big Show is going to face John Cena at the No Way Out pay-per-view. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we've seen this match about 20 fucking 100 million times, and we've also saw the Big Show uh, turn heel too, too many times. So, yeah, that's what we've got to look forward to at uh, WWE No Way Out. It's going to be the Big Show versus John Cena. Super. Already, I feel like it's not going to be a pay-per-view that I'm going to buy, unfortunately. But after the promo, David Otunga, he, he came out uh, wanting a match with John Cena. And it was a very quick uh, squash, squash match. John Cena applied the STF. Otunga tapped out. Um, a couple of the lower card guys came out. They attacked John Cena. Seamus came out for the save. And it set up a handicap match for that night. Then Santino Morella came down the ring announce. Uh, they announced Alberto Del Rio to the ring, thinking they could do a better job than Alberto Del Rio's own personal ring announcer. And that was quite funny. It's Santino being Santino. I do like Santino in the terms of, you know, the character and stuff. He is fucking, yeah, he's, he's, Pretty over now. One thing with these comedy characters and these attraction characters is that they will not, uh, you know, they won't progress much further. It's kind of the thing with these kind of characters is that, you know, they're built for what they are and, you know, main event status, as, as in, you know, headlining pay-per-views and stuff that won't really happen, but uh, still, Santino does his job pretty well, and I enjoy watching him. So we had that, and then uh, Santino announced Alberto Del Rio to the ring to face off against Randy Orton, where Chris Jericho interfered. And uh, came down and applied three code breakers to Randy Orton. 
Which looks like it's going to set up these two for no way out. Chris Jericho versus Randy Orton. It's good that... Well, they're, they're kind of giving Chris Jericho something to do. Apparently his contract's been extended. Or he's going to be there, you know, till SummerSlam. Apparently. You, you can't believe everything you read, but... Apart from that, the Alberto Del Rio and Randy Orton match, uh, before Chris Jericho interfered was fucking abysmal. It was shit. So, anyway, Daniel Bryan comes out next and, um, sends a message to CM Punk that he wants his rematch. That's about it. Uh, Daniel Bryan then wrestled Kane and, CM Punk was doing commentary where he interfered, <clears throat> had uh, made it look like Daniel Bryan was holding a chair and shit, Kane goes mad with a chair on Daniel Bryan, kind of like, oh hey, Kane went mental with a chair to CM Punk the week before on Smackdown, stupid, born, too short and sh- really fucking pointless, Christian then wrestled Jinder Mahal, defeated him with a big splash I don't know why Christian's trying to do you know I don't know if it was kind of trying to do like a frog splash sort of thing but not nothing special Christian holds on to the belt Beth Phoenix versus Kelly Kelly uh, well again not, nothing to write home about Beth Phoenix wins and then the main event had Seamus and John Cena versus Dove Ziggler, Tensei and Jack Swagger. Apparently they've dropped the Lord from Lord Tensei's name, so he's just Tensei now. Uh, the match, uh, well, it was, uh, turned into a, a lumberjack match and all the lumberjacks, uh, that came to the ring were all heels. So, nobody, uh, nobody that, uh, had any real beef with Swagger, Ziggler, or Tensei. Um, not a lot happened. Um, the entire locker room comes out at the end and start attacking all the heels. Turns into a big, uh, turns into a big schmoz. John Cena leaves the, the ring to go and hunt for Big Show. We're taken backstage and John Cena finds John Laurinaitis and asks, where's the big show? John Laurinaitis says he doesn't know and he's not allowed to put his hands on him. Which is funny, seeing apparently anybody that puts their hands on John Laurinaitis is to be fined or fired or whatever the fuck. But earlier on at the start of the show, when Seamus was running to the ring to save John Cena, he completely fucking... He just ran through him, shoved him out of the way, and there was nothing said about it. Uh, he wasn't fined or fired, but anyway. Um, John Cena asked John Laurinaitis, where, where's Big Show? Uh, John Laurinaitis says he doesn't know. John Cena turns his head and walks into a knockout punch. Raw goes off the air. Um, then that was it. Uh, And this was fucking, this wasn't a great show at all. This wasn't, uh, not one of the better rows. It, it was bad. And for the company on the show to announce that they're moving three hours and then put on a show like this is fucking pretty bad. 
pretty bad, but uh, I can't get I can't go any worse really. So hopefully things might start picking up. But John Cena versus Big Show at No Way Out, which I totally expect to be the main event as well. That isn't good. That isn't good. Uh, early on, I expect CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan's rematch, which will be about the sixth or fifth or sixth time this year that they've wrestled on TV. Not that it's a bad thing, but you can see that the company's really counting on him to deliver. So, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan, I expect Big Show versus John Cena and Chris Jericho versus Randy Orton. So far, so apart from maybe Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk again, it looks like one of those pay-per-views that we're going to miss, unfortunately. Send your comments and questions to sadwrestlingfan at mail.com. So after the third fucking, well, we're on the third fucking show, and surprisingly, the show has been accepted by the Blackberry Marketplace or whatever you want to call it. So the podcast is available through Blackberry, iTunes and the Zoom Marketplace as well, which I'm really surprised that, you know, it just goes to show that anybody can do it. Sorry. Yeah, anybody can do it. It's not like this is fucking anything special, but... Available now on iTunes, Blackberry, and Zoom. And of course, you can subscribe, you know, all these fucking usual ways. To be honest, I don't really know a whole lot about this podcast and shit. In terms of, you know, the feed and stuff. I actually had to go onto a how-to webpage and sit and learn, you know, how to set it up. It's still a bit of a fucking mess, mind you, but... Everything's everything's there at the website. Uh this week, by the way, um if there's anybody out there that gives a shit, we're gonna go to the dot com. And why do I keep saying we? I fuck's sake, I'm sitting here on my fucking own. Yep, the dot com comes next week. It's gonna be sodwrestlingfan.com. dot com. Nice and simple to get to the homepage. At the mo- at the minute, it's on the Weebly site. It's sodwrestlingfan.weebly.com where you can download the past episodes and all that f- fucking balls. So you'll be able to... It'll be a wee bit easier to get to anyway by going straight to the new domain whenever it gets set up anyway. So, yep. Also, it's kind of fucking freaky when you see your tune, or your, you know, your tune. <sighs> when you see your podcast on iTunes, uh, but, it doesn't make a fucking difference if no one's listening. But hopefully that'll pick up. We won't get too upset about that yet. So, not yet anyway. So, anyway, next Monday, on Raw, sees the revolution. Revolution X is next Monday, but it's going to be on, you know, um, what's the word for it? It's going to be announced to the world, whatever the fuck this shit is. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of speculation going around. That it's going to be Matt Morgan, I've heard. Um, judging by somebody 
paused the video and got the screenshot of a face that looks like Matt Morgan and doesn't look like Matt Morgan to me, sorry. It, that picture is CM Punk. Um, I still think it's going to be something to do with the Cruiserweight division for some reason. But it's probably not and probably totally wrong. So, yep, that's what we've got to look forward to next week on Raw. No matches, fuck all, has been announced yet. So, be interesting to see what they try to put on TV. Smackdown this week, nothing. Uh, I'm yet to fucking check out, to be honest, what's fucking going on on Smackdown. And uh, TNA Impact, fuck knows, who gives a fuck. So, yeah, that's, that's what we've got to look forward to as fans of wrestling, unfortunately. Time has arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. (laughs) Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Raw, 350 pounds. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth, my ass. 30 men will enter my ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? This is making me sick. Is it over? No, not yet. Referee Earl Hebner is always in my ass. That's a little weird. Transmission. He's got a first-class ticket to my ass. Executioner. Here comes Maven. Raven. What? Jim Ross. Now, let's not give anyone some bad ideas. There's going to be plenty of turbulence in my ass. Booker T is an idiot. It's not the rock bottom. It's my ass. Are you serious? The poison has now been injected into my ass. This is not right, King. The poison is not going to stop until they wipe my ass. I can think of about seven or 8,000 things I'd rather have in my ass. I don't even care anymore. Look at the confident expression on my ass. The fat lady's singing now. He's only got one thing on his mind, and it's my ass. My granny is the most feared object of pain. Everyone, don't forget to visit myass.com for great WWE products. Oh, yeah. Didn't see that coming. It's about as effective as a one-legged man in my ass. Like taking candy from a baby. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. I've known JR for 20 years, and he don't give a damn about the fans. He's a glory hound, and he just doesn't want to hang it up. He doesn't want to admit that his days are over. Oh, boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. Old school. The big man is back. Anyway, I have some news here for you. Kiss my ass, lousy bastard. That's all. Oh my god! Boom shakalaka! Boom shakalaka! Boom boom shakalaka! Boom 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 shakalaka! Boom 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 boom! Give it to him! Give it to him! Shakalaka! Jim Ross is every woman's dream and every man's nightmare. It's assault and battery! Oh! Oh yeah! Nothing can stop that Oklahoma stampede! Don't do it! Boom shakalaka! Boom shakalaka! Boom shakalaka! Boom shakalaka! Boom shakalaka! 
Hot off the fucking news sites. Uh, this is going to be a little spoiler. Alberto Del Rio is going to face Sheamus at No Way Out for the World Heavyweight Championship. Apparently, Alberto Del Rio defeated both Randy Orton and Kane in a triple threat match to receive that title shot at the pay-per-view. I, I spoke yesterday on on yesterday's episode during the No Way Out Fatal 4-Way match how much Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus sucked whenever they were left in the ring. They carry the match for, you know, five minutes or whatever. And it fucking... uh, It sucked balls, as I've been saying quite a lot. So it looks like WWE has seen that match and went, hmm, okay, let's put Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus together. So, yep, there you go. That kind of cements Jericho and Orton as well, in my opinion. But, yeah, Alberto Del Rio versus Sheamus. No way out. This pay-per-view is getting fucking worse as time goes on, unfortunately. John Morrison has hinted at a WWE return with an interview that was conducted with StarshipPained.com. Starship Pained. That's very fucking, uh, that's very original, very good. Uh, WWE star John Morrison was asked by StarshipPained.com if he'd be returning to WWE. To which Joe Morrison replied, yes, maybe a year or so. So, look forward to seeing Joe Morrison back in the ring. I quite like Joe Morrison. Uh, it's just his Meg skills are not that hot. Hopefully he's, hopefully he will have been working on his Meg skills in some shape or form while he was away. And, uh, yeah. It'd be good to see him back. I think he's a he's a good wrestler, but he just had really shit all going for him in terms of, you know, it's just the the what is it to say? Uh, we we've got uh, creative has nothing for you, John. So yep, let's see how that goes. Apparently, Dixie Carter has been trying to defend Hulk Hogan and the criticism which one Hulk Hogan has been. Subjected to, uh, Dixie Carter has said on the topic of Hulk Hogan, I think people, I think people think he's just showing up and collecting some big fat paycheck and it couldn't be further from the truth. This guy, this legend in our business, truly he surpasses the world of wrestling itself, the world of wrestling itself, sorry. He is so immersed in our business and helping us grow our business on days he's not even on shows. He's driving an hour and a half to sit in with our agents meetings and helping to, helping to work with agents and talent on the night of the show. If we have a pay-per-view and he's not on it, he's there. He's working his tail off. And then you have... What does Hulk Hogan bring to a company such as ours and the doors it opens and the visibility it gives and that's everything. He's making business calls for us. He's talking to advertisers. He's showing up and working Viacom stuff. He's as vested as you can possibly be and I think he will always be known for so many big things throughout his career. I, I am hopeful 
that this period of his life, I am hopeful that this period of his life, even when he's not in the ring wrestling, will be one that fans are so proud of how much he's given back to this sport and how much he's given back to this sport and how, what, I'll just say it twice, Dixie, fuck's sake, and how he's helping these young guys grow and what he's doing for our industry. Oh, what the fuck? She's been fucking, oh my god, she has been totally uh, brainwashed by Hulk Hogan. Mm. Fucking, yep, he has fucking fooled her. Uh, there's no out. Everybody's got their, you know, their own opinions on this Hulk Hogan TNA shit. And you would have to be fucking dumb not to see what Hulk Hogan's playing at. Uh, so apparently also on the TNA front, Ric Flair is apparently done with TNA wrestling. Uh, PW Insider is reporting that Ric Flair and TNA Wrestling may be done working with each other. An official announcement hasn't come from either party, but signs are pointing towards the split. In PWI Insider's report, they quote one source describing the situation as being at the point where it's not worth keeping Flair around. Reportedly, Flair's conduct outside of the ring has bothered a lot of people in the organisation. The report cites accusations from those in TNA of Fleur causing incidents at several local Orlando establishments, as well as not covering bar tabs. <laughs> Rick Fleur's just showing up, getting drunk, not paying and going home. Brilliant. PWNSader.com also reports that there are those in TNA who are against using Fleur at all due to the fact that he's paid a lot of money but is unable to draw high sorry, TNA have paid a lot of money but he is unable to draw high ratings for the company. Sources close to Spike TV were also cited in the report as some within the network of us that Fleur not bleed on TV or appear next to naked given his age. I agree. Uh Rick Fleur The way Rick Fleur is uh uh getting you know getting colour uh, during promos and shit is just fucked up for someone his age. It, it's really sad to see, actually, because I still do have a lot of respect for Ric Flair, as as does as does most of the wrestling community. But he has let himself down so much when he has gone to TNA, and you know you, you can't just blame Ric Flair either. You know, I, I can't I can't believe for one second that. He's been given this control over his character to, you know, do the fucking stupid old man shit to cut themselves open. And somebody somewhere must be telling him to do this stuff, you know. Now, Fleur being Fleur is maybe just going out of his way because he's a fucking loose cannon and he's fucking Ric Fleur. He is maybe going out doing it himself, but some you can't blame this all on Ric Fleur. Yet somebody he is being employed by TNA. He has a boss. At TNA, you know, whether he's answering to fucking Hogan, Bischoff, Carter, whatever, and they should be the ones who told, who should have told Ric Flair early on, you know, don't be doing this shit, just fucking, just go out and be Ric Flair, just, you know, you know, wear the suit, come out, come out with, you know, when he was coming out with AJ Styles and shit, just, just be there, just stand there, you <laughs> just be Ric Flair. It would have got over just like that. All this old man cutting himself open and fucking doing uh, elbow drops on, on the, the mat and stuff. Uh, 
I'm sorry, I, I like them, but it is, it's a little too much. So, yeah, that's, that's really all that's that newsworthy today anyway. My interview, my job interview yesterday, after recording the podcast, and it went pretty well. They're going to get in touch this week, so keep your fingers crossed that the Sod Wrestling Fund can find some employment and won't have to make podcasts every day. <laughs> no, I if, uh, hope they keep doing this shit, you know, whenever my time gets more consumed with other things, i.e. trying to make a fucking living. <laughs> so, well, we can all hope. We can all hope. It's fucking tough out there to get a job these days, man. It really is, you know, the, the way things are. I was actually working for a company that merged with another branch, and everyone at our branch, you know, it, it, they all moved over a couple of miles away, and everybody at our branch got made redundant. So it sucked, but at the same time, it was on night shift, and it's been nice to have the time to sit and relax for a while, you know, because I was doing that job for about six years, maybe. And uh, everybody needs a break, so I'm gonna take this little break. And you know, now, now's the time to get back into work. So hopefully, hopefully we can get the sod wrestling fan employed. Ah, uh, so yep. Remember, you can email the show sodwrestlingfan at mail Visit the website, which is www.sodwrestlingfan.weebly.com, W-E-E-B-L-Y. And we will be going over to a .com, uh, sodwrestlingfan.com, very, very soon. So keep you posted on that, make it a little easier for people to get to the site and download past episodes and shit, or just stream the podcast on the player, which is on the site. So, yeah, with a little bit of luck, things will start going going my way, a little bit that way, hopefully. Uh, what else can we talk about? Oh, shit, yep, I've got an idea. Um, I have got the, it's an old edition, it's two, well, actually, I will, good, maybe four or five years, actually. Uh, the WWE Encyclopedia. Uh, and one thing you have to understand about this encyclopedia, which they published, I think was written by the king of fucking kayfabe himself, Arn Anderson, because <laughs> it stays well in kayfabe. It's, you know, if they're speaking about, say, a wrestler that had a gimmick change or something, it's not noted. Or anything like this, you know, it's uh, it must have been written by fucking Horn Anderson, dude. So what I was going to do is, on every show, go through the alphabet and not obviously read every single fucking, you know, not every single entry, but read a couple out of each letter uh, on every podcast and do a kind of A to Z as we work our way down. So let me just get that encyclopedia one second and I'll... Be back in a flash.
New York Times bestseller, WWE Encyclopedia, the definitive guide to world wrestling entertainment. As written by Arn Anderson. So, mm, we may as well start. Well, we've got numbers as well, obviously. Well, we'll have one entry for the numbers before the alphabet, and that would be three-minute warning. Rosie and Jamal. Even the most casual WWE fan knows that Eric Bischoff abuses authority while serving as Raw General Manager. To make matters worse, his decisions were oftentimes made just so he could let out a hearty laugh. One of the best or worst examples of this is Three Minute Warning. In July 2002, Rosie and Jamal made their debut when they jumped the crowd buyer to decimate D'Lo Brown and Sean Stasiak. Sean Stasiak. The attack opened many eyes and also cured Bischoff's boredom from watching D'Lo Brown and Stasiak compete. Oh, that's fucking nice, isn't it? Um, Eric Bischoff thinks you suck, so he's going to send two big black guys in to kick the shit out of you. Nice. In the months that followed, Bischoff continued to entertain himself by giving superstars a warning of three minutes before Rosie and Jamal would put a painful end to the segments that the GM deemed dull. If he's a GM, is he not the dude making the matches? Anyway, the most memorable moment of three minute warnings, brief WWE career saw them invade Smackdown to Christ Billy and Chuck's highly publicised commitment ceremony. Shortly after the invasion, Rosie and Jamal competed in a high-profile table elimination match at Survivor Series. With Rico as their partner, they fell victim to Jeff Hardy, Bubba Ray and Spike Dudley. The duo never bounced back from the loss and they went their separate ways shortly after. Hmm. Now, as I was saying about this encyclopedia, you know, if it was something that you would want to go back to reference, which you're obviously never going to fucking do... It should, you know, it should say there, you know, that, uh, you know, how MAGA came about afterwards and, uh, Rosie doing the thing with Hurricane and shit, but, you know, that's, that's completely ignored. However, Umaga has, Umaga would have his own, you know, entry in the encyclopedia and nothing, nothing said about three minute warning in it. So, you know, that's pretty fucked up if you ask me. So anyway, well, that's the numbers out of the way. Uh, you know, for more numbers, they could have had one, two, three, kid. Yeah, you know, but they don't. But Xbox here, so you you know what I mean. Anyway, so we'll go on to A, the letter A, and uh, let's see what's worth reading here. There's obviously a very large two-page Andre the Giant segment, which is fucking too long. Uh, for this podcast in particular, so we'll go on, uh, we'll try to do a good wrestler, well maybe, you know, an okay the good wrestler, and a bad wrestler, for each letter, so, just to try to get a little something in there, you know, so for A, we will go, for the bad wrestler, we will go with Ahmed Johnson, yep. Ahmed Johnson from Pearl River, Michigan. Uh, anybody that remembers Ahmed Johnson remember he had that big na- uh, feud with Farouk and the Nation of Domination. Then he ended up joining them. But anyway, let's read. In 1995, World Wrestling Entertainment was greeted by a powerhouse from the streets of Pearl River. 
Ahmed Jansen was all business in the ring. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, Arn Anderson. Um. Oh shit, eh? I wonder if Arn Anderson. Uh. Anyway, hold on. Okay, we'll go back to Ahmed Jansen here. Okay. During his Monday Night Raw debut, he showed he was for real when he body slammed Yokozuna. Ahmed had one of the most impressive starts in WWE history and continued handing opponents quick lessons, including a win over Buddy Lundell at In Your House season's beatings in less than 45 seconds. Super. At the 1996 King of the Ring, he made history when he defeated Goldust to become the first African-American intercontinental champion. Oh, very good. He also formed an alliance with the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels and battled Camp Cornette. Unfortunately, a serious kidney injury at the hands of Ron Farouk Simmons forced him to vacate the title. When Ahmed returned to action, he and on and off had an on and off relationship with the Nation of Domination. Alright. His career ended in 1998 as a brother in arms to the Legion of Doom and Ken Shamrock. This mountainous superstar went wherever he pleased and refused to be intimidated by anyone. Ahmed Johnson didn't vanish from the spotlight entirely. In 2001, he appeared in the movie Too Legit, the MC Hammer story. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Who did he play, uh, uh, MC Hammer? <laughs> okay, so that's Ahmed Johnson. Uh, you fucking suck, Ahmed. Thanks for showing up. Um, I just want to check to see if there is an Arn Anderson. Uh, entry? Armando Estrada, Arnold Scott, no there isn't, so, but I'm sure there's a Brain Busters, uh, entry, possibly, beep, 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 mm, yep, there is, there's a Brain Busters, yep, so we'll, we'll look at the Brain Busters, uh, on tomorrow's show, but, okay, so that's A, that's the bad wrestler, the, oh shit, the Alliance is here, should have done that one, so let's try to find, um, a decent to good wrestler or tag team, whatever that begins with A. And it looks like we're going to be hard pressed. Um, ugh. Ugh. The Andre the Giant one's too long. Fuck, all that parts was here too. Should I give that one a go? No, there isn't a whole lot here, so we're going to have to go with. No, it really is the best of a bad bunch here. It's going to have to be. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> okay, it's going to be all snow. Yep, it's going to be all snow. So, all snow from Ohio. Signature move, the snow play. Title history, and remember this isn't up to date, but it should be okay for, in the case of Al Snow. World Tag Team Champion, European Champion, Hardcore Champion. Okay, Al Snow's quirky persona made him stand out and brought him success. Despite owning impressive in-ring skills, the delusional superstar's actions oftentimes made fans scratch their heads. Especially when he would talk to his head. His mannequin head, that is. Not his penis. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. While competing in ECW, Snow developed a close relationship with a mannequin head named Head. Alright. The popularity of Snow and Head eventually caught the attention of WWE, 
with head and toe, with head, <laughs> with with head and hand, with cock and hand, Snow moved to WWE in 1998, where he became an immediate fixture in the promotion's budding hardcore division. Using the experience he gained while competing in ECW, Snow went on to capture WWE's hardcore championship six times. In November 1999, Snow teamed with the equally deranged Mankind to capture the World Tag Team Championship. While the reign lasted only four days, it remains one of the brightest moments of Show's career. Show, Snow, fuck's sake, big show on the fucking head. Uh, okay. So the unpredictable Snow is also known for his time spent on the show Tough Enough. Working as one of the show's trainers, Snow was responsible for molding many WWE hopefuls into legitimate superstars. His impressive list of students includes John Morrison, The Miz, and <laughs> Maven. <laughs> Didn't Maven, uh, did he get caught with drugs or something recently? Uh, or something? Or he's going into rehab or shit? WWE was going to fund it or something? I don't know. So anyway, yeah, well, that's the letter A. So, yeah. All snow and Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, that was it. All nearly forgot already. For fuck's sake, I'm a hot three minute warning as well for the numbers. So tomorrow we'll go on to be well, not tomorrow. Whenever we do the next show, probably will be tomorrow because we've got fuck all better to do. And it's not only wrestlers that are uh, in the encyclopedia. There's also you know like B has Battle Royal, S has Street Fight. Uh, N has no way out, W WrestleMania, stuff like that, so, every now and then we'll put in a little extra there, but, yeah, what a shitty book, um, I hear that they're, yeah, they're, oh, fucking hell, I just saw Hedenrick, <laughs> anyway, I uh, heard that they're re-releasing this and updating it, uh, my girlfriend bought me this, I didn't buy it myself, so, maybe get the update, updated version so yep that was a uh, world wrestling entertainment encyclopedia send your comments and questions to sad wrestling fan at mail dot com that'll just about do it for this episode of the sad wrestling fan podcast thanks very much for listening remember to get in touch Get involved with the show. Um, yet to get any uh, any feedback or questions or comments for the show. All will be read out on the show, good or bad. So get it in at uh, sodwrestlingfan at mail dot com. Subscribe with iTunes, Blackberry, all that good shit, and check out the website. If you type into Google Sod Wrestling Fan, you'll get it. If you want to be a dick, sodwrestlingfan dot weebly dot com. Thanks very much for listening and have a good day, fuckers. I will see you very, very soon. Thanks for listening. It's the Sad Wrestling Fan.